Welcome to the Reasons Tomorrow podcast. Today is a very special episode without Arnold. So I have Pete, aka The Rock, in the studio with me. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been ages since you've been on the podcast. Yeah, it's been a while. It I'm, has been I'm, a while. I'm really yeah. excited to have you back in and to just just have a quick chat, mm. really. Mm. Yeah, no, it's good to be back. It's good to have a conversation with you guys. Um, as the listeners probably know by now, I edit, so I'm always listening. Yeah. Um, so it's it's nice to sort of be on there. Yeah. So do you know what I would love to know? Chop it up. Is what have some of your thoughts mm. been on some of the recent episodes? Like what stood out to you? Um, I think thus far it's been it's been interesting. Um, I think you guys have talked about trying to remember what the last one was. You talked, you broke down, you did a little chop it up on um, Peter, I believe. First Peter. Oh, about falling uh, away. Is that the one? About not falling away. Yeah, recently. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's been that's been good. I mean, it's I mean, it's consistent with you guys. You you, you both are entrepreneurially minded yeah um, but then also yeah, but then also sort of grounded theologically which i think makes for a very very healthy um combination where it's not you know it's not just make money make money make money mm-hmm. even though that's part, that's of, part of it yeah that's a big part of the go you know um it's also make money whilst being a true representation Christian representation of Christ, and I think that's so so unique. So it's always yeah that that always sticks out. And I'm glad to say that's been consistent thus far. Now that's- you know? Yeah, the last one was talk, talking about sort of get going now, like have a have an idea and, and get going with it. As you know, don't don't waste time. So that was you know challenging, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. I think these things are just as challenging for us, to be honest. Um, and I think you're right. You know, the thing of, you know, what good does it profit a man to gain the whole world, but to lose his soul? For me, that's always mm-hmm. like top of mind in terms of, yes, I absolutely want to get yeah. that money, but it's not at all yeah. at any cost. You know, I'm not trying to lose my soul yeah. in the process because money can't help you in the life after this one. You know, it, it does no. nothing for you. No. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's, it's weird that you don't get that. Like the reason for me, it sticks out as such a, um, a unique thing is, I, I guess you know, I'm, I'm from the old school African Pentecostal, you know, days where the prayers for enhance my territory, my territory, you know, enlarge my territory, <laughs> yeah. um, double double blessings. Yeah. You know, th- th- there's all that, but then that doesn't come at the same time as actually, how are we going to do this? You know, how how are we doing? So you, you guys had an episode talking about. Um, I think Arnold hit you with a question. What's the difference between, uh, I can't remember the numbers, but like a 500,000 dude and then a 50,000 dude. And it's like one person is trading time, one person is trading value. And like, again, I'm editing these things. So it's like half the time I want to slap the laptop. Like, <laughs> what? What did this guy just say? <laughs> what am I doing with my life? Oh my gosh. You know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, we, you don't get that sort of balance of yes enlarge my territory that's good but then are you also upskilling are you also mm. thinking entrepreneurially are you also doing that you don't get that you get the fear of poverty and the fear of um, um of lack without the god has given us wisdom and the ability to create wealth mm. on the other extreme you have the 
no, we, we, we don't want to do anything entrepreneurial. We don't want to do anything in terms of money. To be holy is to be poor, to be, um, to be constantly in lack, to have people having to support you as opposed to God using you to do, you know, and, and it's hard. So it's, it's good. And I always find it refreshing just seeing that balance that you guys have. You know, that, that I think is no I, I really appreciate that and I think it's good to hear feedback from someone listening on the outside as well so so I really really appreciate that um I wanted to ask you a slightly random question so you recently got uh-huh. an injury right yes <laughs> so we, we <laughs> I did yeah. yeah so for those of you that don't know we have a telegram group where we we all put in our workouts show hold each other accountable say group group sounds like it's a nice happy place <laughs> <laughs> what is it called the lion's den or something like that right? it's called lion's den lion's and that den. is an accurate description yeah people are gunning for each other in this group if you're not putting in your workouts <laughs> and it is it is with love and it is good but yeah oh absolutely it's also ruthless it's biblical ruthless. it's based on what is it provoke one another onto good workouts i think is the worst yes exactly <laughs> this is exactly what's happening on a daily basis <laughs> so Peter recently yeah. posted in there that he sustained an injury so what i wanted to ask you about is kind of what have you learned in this time where you've been injured because i've seen you've still been trying to do some things and seeing like how does it feel how does it not yeah. so i'd love to know like what have yeah. you learned in terms of being injured in this time a lot a lot first thing is that the david goggins life is not for us all (laughs) (laughs) work through it work through it work through it Mm. i wouldn't say it's not for us all i think the mentality is remains like uniquely useful but i think there's there's a, a desperate need for wisdom and so when i injured myself i injured myself halfway through a workout right and i felt the pop i i knew something was wrong did I stop working out? No. Because why, why would I stop working out? I need to finish the workout. And that continued for maybe a week of, I'm doing workouts in a comp- compromised position, or in a compromised state. Um, but in my head, it's just, I don't, I don't want to quit. I don't want to stop. It's just that I'm just hurt a little bit. It's fine. It'll go away. And then it didn't. And then I got told that I've actually torn something. I've torn like my meniscus. So it's actually more significant. And then I research it a little bit and say, okay, yeah, the symptoms are the same. The solution is absolute rest, elevation, icing. Um, and there is risk of surgery, even though most people don't. If it's torn enough, you can. And I realized that actually what I ended up doing was, as opposed to if I had sort of listened to the advice and taken a break, mm. maybe I would have healed up a lot sooner. Whereas I was just like, maybe just don't squat to the ground squat you know to parallel so it's still but you know it's it's it was one of those things where i had to learn so i think it was maybe for a good three weeks i just stopped i had to stop doing everything Mm. um and then i actually noticed that it's healing up i noticed that i'm getting more movement back i'm able to do i was like okay cool now that i'm sort of back i was cleared i think yesterday or the day before to go back to training now that I am even going back I've still got to Mm. take my time and it's not so much weakness to not be doing you know performing at 100% but rather wisdom to build back up to it Mm. and then you know have longevity in addition to um, you know wanting to always have a intense sort of workout you're able to have 
more workouts without you know completely destroying stuff mm. and i think even like with the david, yeah. Gog- david goggins thing what i remember of him talking about was more like running through soreness as opposed to like yeah. you're actually injured your knee is actually torn injured. yeah you know because that's true even yeah. like kobe bryant right yeah. kobe bryant was like that guy who tore his achilles mm. still hit his free throws but he wasn't back on the court yeah. the next day you know like he had to do his rehab yeah. so i do wonder about like yeah. how far do we take that kind of mentality when actually like my knee is torn like i need to rehab yeah. i might need mm. surgery like it's a yeah. very different it's a very different mindset and what else have you learned kind of through that time as you've been going through your recovery yeah yeah the, the patience the 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 importance of recovery of resting um and how much that helps but then also i've developed a uh, an uh, a deeper appreciation for what training actually does give me what mm. it does afford me mm. you know not having the outlet even if we i never actually thought of it so much as an outlet mm. not having the outlet sort of reminds me or, or, or makes me appreciate oh actually this is this was really useful mm. you know uh, the 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 feeling you have after a workout the, the the feeling of accomplishment the way it sets up the rest of the day all of those things were sort of contrasted with suddenly not having that still having the same pressure still mm. having the same uh stresses at work and it's like okay this this was actually a really good thing so i've definitely learned about the appreciation of that more um and also just how important our knees are <laughs> we, no one ever trains knees yeah like well knees of a tall guy yeah. who's someone i've been paying attention to now he does but no one ever focuses on that and actually once you don't have it you realize it's pretty fundamental to everything mm. you know even if you're like one of the days i was like oh i'm not going to i'm not doing leg stuff so it's fine but even sitting down on a bench really you, know, you have to bend your knees to do it True. you know and so it's like actually it's incorporated in everything mm. you know? and mm. so it's like yeah mm. yeah that that's another thing i've come to appreciate a lot is just how much i need to focus on knees joints and sort of that that area of things as well it's it's really the little intricate things in your body that make it work so Mm. well because you're so right like because i had a shoulder surgery and it was like this tiny tiny thing in my shoulder that made Mm. nothing work so like my shoulders looked good they looked big Mm. but then there was this little tiny tear Mm. in a really tiny thing in my shoulder Mm. it messed my whole thing up messed everything up yeah so it's really those little things that make the whole body work yeah facts yeah and, and we, we need to pay attention to them a lot more. You know, I said knee, knees over toes, guys. Knees over toes, guy, is very big on you know building the joint strength and, and stuff like that. So I'm starting to incorporate his stuff as I rehab my knee, mm. you know, um, and supplementation for joints as well. Mm. You know, I, I wasn't paying attention to you know you try and get your protein in, you try and get your macros, but mm. now I really thinks about the connective tissue and sort of mm. um, fueling that as well. So that's been useful yeah i do wonder about you know how that parallels because when we think about like the church as the body how does that parallel over Mm. because i feel like you know we talk about you know not everybody's a hand and not everybody's an eye but like Mm. in the body Mm. there are also going to be ligaments there are going to be things that join things together that aren't even seen Mm. so how do you actually take care of those things strengthen those things because they're so important they're the things that you you wouldn't think about until you don't have it yeah yeah no i think 
absolutely you know you think about stuff like even when someone walks into a church and for instance not necessarily the hospitality team but the person sitting next to them how they react to them you know how we treat strangers just in general um and and not the people that are visible from the front of the pulpit or that have a specific role to do so but those that are just next door to the person that becomes another thing that influences that person's experience of church i think those smaller issues as well um those smaller things maybe that we don't pay attention to would be the ligaments would be the things that could cripple the church if it's not you know if everyone's coming in the attitudes of people are not nice or you know there's something about the welcome team that's not as welcoming or the usher you know mm. comes to mm. say move seat in a not nice way you know some of those things uh, i think can be crippling and then you've got uh, more significant things like everyone should be studying the bible it's not just the pastor it's not just the teacher mm. everyone should have mm. appreciation stuff like that i think ends up being um, maybe the, the parallel for those ligaments and stuff that also need to be taken care of i really like that because often we think about church in terms of the people who are ministering or serving whereas actually like mm. it's not actually the majority of people that are going to serve in a church you know no and it's actually some no. of those day-to-day interactions like when you like you said when you sit down next to someone what kind of conversation do you have are they welcoming are they gossiping yeah. like what's going on i never really thought mm. of that as mm. kind of those are the because that makes up most of the body in a way like majority of people yeah. are not going to be serving or in ministry so it's like actually those are some of the most important parts and you know what you said about yeah things like is everyone reading their bible like everybody mm. reading and applying their bible is what's going to impact how people turn up in some of those more random day-to-day interactions absolutely you know yeah 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 i think funnily enough like i i tend to lead bible study at my church and in the church before actually and one of my biggest things was like don't just come to bible study thinking what are you going to take away Mm. but recognizing that you've got something to bring Mm and the different perspectives like we we had a conversation once at church about the vision the church vision and uh, you know by god's grace we we had the presence of mind the, the leaders had the presence of mind to sort of not just ask the prominent people you know the people that everyone knows are them. more active yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, everyone knows them but ask some of the other people and there were things that we hadn't even considered you know, stuff like disability access mm. it's not it should probably be more front of mind for most people but we hadn't thought and someone's heart is on disabled people is able to bring that and all of a sudden we have such a much fuller you know uh, approach to how we do church and stuff so absolutely i think everyone Maybe the church has failed to do this, but everyone is important. Everyone. Not just the pastors, not just the preachers, not just the guys ministering, mm. but actually everyone in the church is part of the body you know what? and has something to contribute to it. I think you're right, though. I think in some ways the church has failed. And I think because if you look at the rise of like celebrity pastors, right, that's like a massive mm. contributing factor to people. I feel like as humans, we, we just consume more right we're not coming to contribute we're coming to consume and whether Mm. that's in church or even at work or even things like social media where 90 percent of people Mm. aren't actually contributing they're just consuming they're liking they're doing that and i feel like the church we have some of that because like you said not everybody's bringing something or they don't feel like it's their place to bring something but actually it's like everyone has a supply 
and like it's different like when there's certain people in the room even when you preach for example because there are people that almost like mm. draw that out of you because they're engaging their yeah. faith is there they're pulling stuff yeah. out of you yeah. when people aren't engaged mm. it's very different you know it's yeah. very different <laughs> yeah 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 no that's that's so true and i think i think this was one of the things like francis chan francis chan hinted mm-hmm. at sort mm-hmm. of leaving the mega church i wanted to go into a smaller one because i mean and part of it is you belong to a mega 200,000 church. It's like, well, I'm a drop in the ocean. What am I going to bring? Mm. You know, and it's so easy to just fall through the cracks. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. yeah. I think- no, no, no diss to mega churches. That's for the Black Swiss fans. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be honest, though, I think everything has its place. So when I first moved Mm. to London, I was at Hillsong and I loved it. I thrived there. Like I grew there. I think everything Mm. has its place and its time and its season. And when you see the different types of people that go into different types of churches, Mm. like they all have their place, you know? So it's not to say that one is bad and one is good, but you really know it by the fruit. Like are people connecting? Are people actually being discipled? Mm. That's really what it comes down to. It's not about size. That's a good point. You know, it's about, Mm. are you fruitful? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. good point. Yeah. I was going to ask yeah. you. So, you guys have been building your own church up with a group of people. How have you been trying to strengthen some of the stuff that's less visible? Um. So, I think the the guys that I sort of started with were focused on the idea of the fivefold. I know it's controversial, but um, is it controversial? The, the idea of well, in some circles. <laughs> but it's in the Bible. <laughs> mm, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you would think that would make things simpler, but no. Um, so I think what what that meant was we were big on um, everyone sort of being free to 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 to, to, to do what God has put on their heart, you know, for lack of a better way of putting it, you know, for if you're if you're more leaning towards a teaching thing, then go into that, you know, and let's let's support you and go into that. And I think what that meant is naturally there was more focus on the individual from the leadership, from things. So that helped because we're paying attention to the individuals in the church. And and that's you know, that that's why that example I gave becomes you know that that's what led to the example i gave where this person normally might be quiet mm. but actually what do they have mm. what do they have to bring and mm. then you sort of push into it a little bit more and you get this oh we don't really consider disability access at the time we were meeting on like the third floor of a church of a school building and it's like there's no elevators here like if i brought someone in that was disabled how would they come up and there's everyone's like Huh. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't think about it, you know. So it's it, it that's that really helped the idea of seeing everyone for us. The idea of seeing everyone as not just sheep coming, but as a valuable image bearer of God who has something to also give. Who God has called to do something meant that you know we, we were focused on and have been focused on the people, mm-hmm. and that strengthened things quite a lot. That's when you go somewhere and you're not expected to do anything it's easy to not do anything mm. but when they're looking at you like god has called you for something mm. what are you doing about it mm. then it makes it a little bit easier to one know that you are being you're you're important but then to also help you 
be you you know hopefully to god's glory so have you seen that's, that's that go wrong in any way thing for us um not wrong not wrong but the, the instances i can think of is that that also is expressed in different ways mm. so there's you know and, and that comes out i guess through the way we think about things but if I am approaching you thinking you should do something, the way that I would approach it or the way that I would communicate it can, has been, I've been told can seem cold and um, rather to the point. And it's like, well, I don't know what you want to do. Give you a hug before I tell you to get off your backside, you know? Um, so it's been a thing of uh, not necessarily going wrong, but where, the, the the communication and and the means of communication has been needs to be really carefully considered mm. so that in trying to encourage someone to do something you aren't then coming across as judgmental mm. um, or, or giving them reason to feel shame or guilt you know towards not doing anything so that's that's been the thing that you know we've we've had to We've we've had instances where we need to work on, and we need to maybe, maybe you get you go and speak to that person because you're more pastoral in your approach, mm. and have a better way of getting to mm. the person as as opposed to, well, you said you were going to do this, you haven't done it. What's wrong? How how do we fix it? And it's like, oh, you're taking it personal. You don't <laughs> you don't care about. It. It's like clearly I do. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't be well, here. You know, yeah, exactly, you know. But yeah, it's I think that's been the main thing is is the means of communication and sort of figuring out strategically who best can help who, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. It's really interesting because yeah. when I was asking you, has it gone wrong? I was thinking from a mm. perspective of people are often cautious to get people to do things because they think they're going to take advantage or people might get big headed or mm. anything like that. So I was wondering, you know, have you ever like encouraged someone to do something and then that's gone wrong. But mm. it's interesting that for you, it was that thing of, well, where has it gone wrong in terms of my responsibility? So that's a really interesting, mm. really interesting thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, in interesting enough. We, we haven't had that. We haven't had the, and and we're, we're still fairly small you know so and and everyone there for the most part yeah most of them are fairly mature in their face so luckily we haven't had that aspect of things yeah, yeah. and and i think that yeah. it's something that people are scared of or cautious of but actually that's okay mm. because it's like humans are gonna make mistakes that's how we learn that's how we grow Exactly. cool you know it's it's gonna happen sometimes yeah. it's not the worst thing in the world and so for me it's interesting that you've not even had that happen yet um because most of the time people are actually they actually try and do what they say they're going to do yeah but yeah. Yeah. Well, what we what we have had not and not even too bad is is also on on that same sort of front where you've asked someone to do something like come and preach and they're preaching and it's not it's not you know they're, they're not ready to preach or something like that you know mm. um and again it's it's never as bad because yeah, whoever is preaching there's someone leading the service there's someone doing like an exhortation afterwards it's always easier to sort of do some sort of damage control if there's any needed but again because everyone's been fairly mature it's less been someone's come and spouted heresy mm. and more been maybe what they meant was this so or maybe like we we can massage it a little bit more like that as opposed to 
no what he just said about jesus being satan's brother no <laughs> we never needed to do that luckily that's good um, that's good okay i think that's i think it's really interesting it's a really interesting journey in terms of everybody growing together and that thing of iron sharpening iron and building a church where everybody comes with a supply and people are coming to contribute not just to consume i think it's a really interesting journey yeah yeah it's been a good one it's been a good one thus far Um, awesome awesome thank you guys so much for listening and i would challenge you when you go to church on sunday or whatever day you go to church what are you going to bring to the service are you going to bring an encouragement are you going to bring even if it's not from the stage what do you have to bring to everybody else because that's what we're here for absolutely i couldn't put it better yeah (laughs) nice thanks pete for being on it's always a pleasure cheers and thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode peace